Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Oh my gosh, would you mind terribly if I just look at you for a minute or two? <laughs> I was t- someone was asking me what I was going to talk about today, and I said, you know, I'll write down all kinds of things, but what I'll actually say, <laughs> right? I, I'm more apt to wet myself than to actually be <laughs> profound today. <laughs> so. Uh, Thank, thank you all for being here. It's lovely. And, and you know, we're also just finishing up with a, a three-day board of directors meeting because one of the things that was really important to us, of course, opening the sanctuary is a lovely thing, and, and it really is. Um, like Nancy, I'm pretty close to tears here to have everybody back. But one of the things that we talked about in our board of directors meeting was to make sure that this isn't a shift away from our longtime audience online. And so, uh, would you mind doing an applause? Yes. Yes. It, it really has been our online audience that has literally kept the center running uh, for the last year and a half. And so uh, we're, we're not headed back in the direction of only in person, believe me. We'll still be offering our classes online. We're going to continue with Facebook Live. We're going to do whatever is necessary. We have friends around the world now. And although sweetly a blessing to have many of you here in person, oh my gosh, <laughs> I really am close to tears today. Uh, but also, what a blessing to have so many people around the world uh, interested in this message of science of mind, interested in, in the healing and the optimism that it brings to people's lives. So, so again, thank you all online. Thank you for being here in person. And uh, I'm blessing you, I think, with the world's shortest sermon today too. You know, let's keep the good times coming, right? Uh, There are just a couple things I want to talk about, but mostly today is a celebration and induction of two of our newest uh, uh, practitioners, and so I want to spend a little bit more time on that. But you know what? I think I can work that into my sermon. I think I'm almost clever enough to pull this off. You be the judge. So we're using this book of Jen Sinceros this month called You Are a Badass. And let me read the tagline on it, though. It says, how to stop doubting your greatness and start living an awesome life. And, you know, really, when I think of our practitioners and what our practitioners go through to become practitioners, it fits just perfectly in with today's message. Is everybody familiar with the idea of what a mother load is? The title is The Mother Load. Is everyone familiar with that kind of probably 200-year-old mining term? So, so the idea of the mother load is, well, you know, you crack open part of uh, the earth looking for some kind of mineral like gold or silver or something like that, and you, you get little hints of it along the way, right? As you as you do some excavation, you'll you'll maybe find a, a, a nugget of gold, so you know you're on the right track. And I and I think of the mine as though it is spirit itself, infinite in value, right? Everything you could ever want, everything you could ever dream of, of course, encapsulated in the big picture of God, the entire universe. That's the way that we think of God: is everything, everyone, anything you conceive of part of the infinite, part of the divine. So that, that's the mind. 
But you know what? You are the mother load. It is through your mind, through your consciousness, through your beliefs, through that, that part of you that knows there is more to be had than just what we can touch with our five senses. It is you and your consciousness that is the mother load that taps into that infinite power. Have you ever thought of yourself as being the most precious substance on the planet? Well, certainly in human terms, right? How does humanity move forward? Well, it's through us humans. And you are that powerful. Now, last week we talked a little bit about some of the things that stand in the way. We mentioned that there is a tendency for us as humans to literally be asleep at the wheel, right? We go on automatic pilot. We're not a... How do I want to say it? We're not conscious all the time. We allow our, our belief systems to run riot. We allow the media to tell us what to believe and what to think. We allow our friends and our family to a certain degree to dictate who we ought to be. And, uh, and you know, in large part, I guess there's nothing wrong with that from time to time, right? It's okay to take a break from, uh, from being, you know, super aware of what's going on. But when we find ourselves asleep most of the time, and I would suggest for myself even over this last year and a half, there was the temptation to live in fear because of all the media presentation. There was the temptation not only to do social distancing, but to do distancing altogether, right? How many of you were living in sweatpants because you weren't going to meet anyone, right? Fair, fair enough, fair enough. So that's what we covered last week. And of course, the antidote to that, the antidote to that was waking up. The antidote to that was being more present in the moment and making literal choices based on the truth of what's happening around you right now. Not necessarily uh, falling in line with what the media says or other people, but really evaluating your own life, evaluating the choices that you make, really thinking about, am I just doing this because I've done this a hundred times before? Or could I make a difference? Could I become something a little different? Do I have aspirations and am I on track for achieving them? So that was how we ended last week on that, uh, well, hopefully positive note, right? That we don't have to be asleep, that we can wake up to some of our potential. And today I wanted to talk a little bit more of that potential as it relates to, uh, to our graduating practitioners, to our, our newly... Uh, uh, newly established practitioners that we're going to induce today. Oh my God! It sounds like sounds like someone here is going through labor. I think that is actually, and, and maybe we are in a sense, right? Maybe as a community, this is the the birth of something wonderful. So some of you I know don't even know what a practitioner is. And, uh, and I want to tell you, it starts with an aspiration. Last week we ended with an aspiration. What is it that we want to become? What is it that we're desiring to be in the world? Last week we ended with that note of aspiration. And that's where it starts for being a practitioner. The idea of being a practitioner is twofold. It's first of all, I want to be the best darn me I can be. I am going to devote literally a few years of my life to being the best me that I can be. 
And second, uh, once I've achieved some, some level of that, right? I don't think we're ever done. I know I'm still on that path of becoming a better Larry. But once we have achieved a certain degree of proficiency with what? With our thinking, with our ability to put aside some of those false beliefs, the ability to not be on autopilot, that ability to look inward and find something more than what was there before. When we have achieved that, then the second part of being a practitioner is to be helping others, to be literally in service to the community at large in that spiritual sense. And so, of course, it's a blessing to be a practitioner. Those of you who are practitioners know that it's also a big responsibility because you're not just sailing through life anymore. You're on purpose living to be of service of humanity. You're living on purpose to grow into your own magnificence. And so today is a celebration of that. It's a celebration of two individuals who have, I, I was trying to figure this out in my own head and you would think it would be on the tip of my tongue because of course I went through this same process, but. Typically, people are taking workshops for a couple of years. They're becoming a member of the church. They're uh, in service. Uh, in, in fact, two people that someday I hope might be practitioners were being ushers and greeters today, right? We, we start out in some of those places of service where they're learning more. I know, and two of them are back there going, oh, holy heck, not me, <laughs> right? But I do like to plant seeds now and then. <laughs> anyway, you start out for maybe a year and a half just uh, enjoying the community and figuring out, oh my gosh, I can make some changes in my life. Well, then you start taking classes, right? And to become a practitioner, it's two full years of basic coursework. Uh, uh, Reverend Marilyn mentioned the Essential Ernest Holmes class. That's one of the required classes, for instance, for becoming a practitioner. So for two full years, you are studying all of the principles, all the practices of science of mind. You're really digging deep. You're learning more about yourselves. And then comes, uh, after that uh, second year, the thought... Ugh, ugh. Am I ready to really make the plunge? Because at that point, that's the, the commitment point, at least to learning more about yourself, at least to that desire to be the most authentically true to yourself kind of person that you can be. And so then for a year, you literally dig in to all of you. <laughs> it's a year about you and you study the, the beliefs that you were born with you study the beliefs that society has heaped up on you you get to decide what's true for you what's true for other people it's a year devoted really to going inward and solving a lot of the, the issues that have swirled around your life you know that old saying well wherever I go there I am that's the year to decide that the I am can change if I want to see the world be changed. It's when we really dig in and find out about ourselves on that fundamental level. And then it's time to make the second commitment, right? At the end of the first year of practitioner training, then we make the commitment to be in service to the community. And these days, right, to the world, really, to be of service to anyone who wishes that greater walk on this planet in the spiritual sense. 
Wow, I think I've said plenty. I, I, I think I can just basically end here. Because that's the message of the book that we're covering. It goes beyond just that simple statement, you can change your life if you're willing to change your mind. That's the, the essence of the sermon for this week. But where it starts is that commitment. First to yourself, and then to your community. So I'm going to close with just a quick reading from, uh, from the end of this chapter called The Mother Load. <laughs> And she says, have you ever noticed how a bunch of people can go through the same course? Let's say it's a course on how to start your own coaching business. And they all get the same information and tools, but some of them will come out of there and rock at it. And others, not so much. Even if they have all the same desire to succeed, to create something beautiful, even though they develop amazing marketing materials and do similar things, it's the ones with the proper mindsets who will succeed. The ones who kick ass are the ones who can see themselves kicking ass. The ones who truly believe in themselves, who remind themselves how much they want to be better for themselves and for other people. Those who have no limiting subconscious beliefs holding them back. Your thoughts and beliefs dictate your reality, so if you want to change your reality, you start by changing your beliefs. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life. There's only this one thing. We call it God. But regardless of what you might choose to call it, there's th that's it. <laughs> that's all there is. I know that means me. I know that means everyone within the hearing of my voice is part of this divine organization, this divine thing, this divine consciousness that we call God. Today I, I ask us to celebrate in our hearts the achievement of, of two of God's creatures. I know for Nadine and Sean, this is, a, this is more than just a day of celebration. It is a day of commitment to themselves and a commitment to society at large. And I give thanks for this. I know we all offer our blessing to them on this auspicious day, even as we celebrate the reopening of the center and the reopening of our hearts. And so I give thanks for this. I let it be. And so it is. Well, we are going to go on with a, a lovely induction ceremony, but, uh, but gosh, I get to do something that I haven't done for a year and a half. We could do an actual collection. It would be so, it would be so cool, right? <laughs> it would be so cool. And so I, I invite you, if you'd like, to, uh, to take your gift and place it over your heart. Those of you online that have stuck through us through thick and thin over this last year, I, I bless you so much. I know some of you are, are going to your tablets and your other fancy devices to give online, and, and I just want to thank you in advance. So if you'd like, repeat after me, graciously we give from a place of love. Knowing that as we give, so do we richly receive. Would the ushers please begin receiving the gifts?
Well, uh, today we're doing our induction ceremony here, and I, I've got this script because I'm very apt to just get excited and blow the whole thing. So, so if it looks no, truly, <laughs> and so so if it looks like I'm reading, I apologize. I probably am because otherwise I might say anything. So first of all, I would like to invite all the visiting ministers and visiting licensed practitioners to stand. I just want to acknowledge, you know, it takes more than just a small number of people to give birth to a set of practitioners. And over the last couple of years, we've paired up with the Lake Oswego Center, the New Thought Center for Spiritual Living. And so that was some of, uh, of Sean and Nadine's classmates who likewise just became uh, inducted in, in their center, I think last week, wasn't it, in Lake Oswego. So, so thank you for joining us today. Okay, so let's begin. So we're going to begin by uh, inviting our licensed practitioners forward. First of all, Kate Barrett. Kathy Batten. Marcy Beck. Annette Bolster, Sandy Liebold, Arlene Mosier, Laura Perkins, Catherine Richer, Reverend Marilyn Sprague, Nancy Ashley, I'm holding for a minute here. <laughs> you, you know, the, the the two brides. I don't know how to say this, but the <laughs> exactly. So 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 let's make sure we notice Nadine Moeller as she enters. Even a little bit of applause wouldn't be a bad thing. And Sean Larkin. <laughs> I know, I know. So it's like we only get to do this every, I don't know, four or five years or, or two years at a minimum. So, so, so none of us are entirely clear on what's going to happen. But I'll be gentle. <laughs> so we're here today to celebrate an achievement, a milestone and a commitment. Today we celebrate two new practitioners being licensed with the Portland Center for Spiritual Living. Becoming a licensed practitioner is neither an easy process nor an idle promise. It requires a minimum of four years of dedicated study and practice. It also requires both a comprehensive written exam as well as an oral panel of ministers and peers to certify their readiness. Finally, and more importantly, of course, it indicates a willingness to give a lifetime of service. 
As the senior minister here at the Center for Spiritual Living, it is my honor to participate in the charge of licensing new practitioners for this spiritual community. Today, I can certify that Nadine Moeller and Sean Larkin have fulfilled all of the requirements, the obligations in the study necessary for them to become licensed practitioners at this center. I am convinced that Nadine and Sean are definitely worthy to be officially licensed by the Centers for Spiritual Living. It's a worldwide licensure, and each is committed to serving this community at the highest level of consciousness. So in accordance with the fulfillment of all requirements to become a licensed practitioner, including the passing of your written examinations and oral panels, I now ask you to pledge your service, loyalty, and support to the Portland Center for Spiritual Living. Nadine, Sean, will you declare your service to the Portland Center for Spiritual Living? Will you attend church frequently, participate in the life of the spiritual community? Will you regularly assist in the programs and events here? Will you use initiative in finding creative outlets for your sacred service? Will you work with the ministers and other practitioners to develop this spiritual community? Nadine and Sean, will you declare your loyalty to the Portland Center for Spiritual Living? Will you hold the highest and best interest of this spiritual community in hand? Will you encourage and act to promote harmony and oneness within the community of ministers, fellow practitioners, and center members? I will. Nadine and Sean, will you declare your support to the Portland Center for Spiritual Living? Will you give financially in an identifiable manner to the community? Will you ask yourself, what can I do for this community? Will you support the center and its membership through your prayers and during your daily spiritual practice? Nadine and Sean, I now ask licensed practitioner Nancy Ashley, who has walked side by side through practitioner studies over the last two years, to confer their stoles. The stole symbolizes the service, loyalty, and support pledged by Nadine and Sean. Okay, so step forward just a little bit into the admiring gaze. <laughs> I now present licensed practitioners Nadine Moeller and Sean Larkin. We have a few... Uh, a gift to present, too. So on behalf of the Practitioner Corps and all of our congregation, I give you these flowers to represent the beauty that you are and know that you are loved and cherished here at our center. <laughs> <laughs> and that welcome to the Practitioner Corps. Nancy has spent two years with us with all our stuff. <laughs> and she has been absolutely amazing. So we just want to present this gift to you. Well, thank you. 
just a little token of our love, our appreciation. So we're going to possess out now. After the service, though, I hope you'll take the moment to congratulate personally our two new practitioners. And, and, and I think we can even spill out under the tent outside a little bit if we want to, if it starts getting crowded in here. Oh, oh, wait a minute, though. I, I, I get to do something I haven't done for a year and a half. Please stand. And if you would like... Repeat after me. Something wonderful is flowing through me right now. Something wonderful is flowing through me right now. It is this thing called life. It is this thing called life. Life is in my mind. Life is in my body. And life is in my affairs. I think it. I feel it. I expect it. And I am it. I am life. I am life. Thank you, life. Thank you, life. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.